So how do you finish well? Finishing well really matters. Soccer game. Burkina Faso, Congo. Uh, three minutes to the end of the game, Burkina Faso is leading four to one. Three minutes to the end of the game, Congo marks one goal. Two minutes to the end of the game, another goal. One minute to the end of the, of the game, another goal. And by the end of the game, Congo won the match. Something must be happening in the hearts of the Congolese players. Something can still happen here. Do you have that attitude as we head toward the end of the year? Do you still believe something may still happen? Or you have given up because of what has happened to you? Has the year really damaged your confidence that you don't think anything good can happen again? Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 8 says, The end of a matter is better than its beginning. Solomon concluded that the end of a matter matters more than its beginning. The end of the year matters than the beginning of the year. The end of a day matters more than the beginning of the day. We can also translate it as the results of something or the outcome of something matters. It's better than the beginning of that thing. Why is it better? It's at the end when you evaluate your effort. It's at the end that you see if your efforts were worthwhile. So as you look at your year, your week, your day, are you planning to finish well? How to finish well? And you may even be asking, why should I even finish well? <laughs> Not that, that, how do we finish well, but why should I even finish well? We are going to answer those questions this morning. Finishing well matters because the end of something is the beginning of another. Don't, don't, don't forget this. The end of something is the beginning of another. Every end is the beginning. Every end of the day is the beginning of another day. Every end of a year is the beginning of another year. Every end of a season is the beginning of another. So that's why the way you finish one year or one season matters because it will determine how you start the following year. The end of a day, the way you finish a day, determines how you start the next day. If you finish a day with bitterness, it means you will start the following day with offense. If you finish a day with disappointment, that means you are going to step into the other day disappointed. So the beginning of the other day will be a disappointment. The end of something is the beginning of another. What does finishing well mean? What does finishing well mean? Did Burkina Faso soccer team finish well? Can we say that they finished well? Does finishing well mean winning? Does it mean getting what you wanted? Does it mean everything works out well for you? Everything worked the way you wanted? Is that the meaning of finishing well? No. Finishing well is to finish without regret. Regardless of the outcome. 
Finishing well is finishing without result, regret. It's to finish without regret. It doesn't mean you always win. It doesn't mean you get everything you wanted. It doesn't mean you have no wounds. It simply means you did everything in your power. You did your best and you have no regret. So let's read 2 Timothy verse 4, verse, uh, chapter 4, verse 5, verse 7. 4, 7, 2 Timothy. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Paul is talking about the end of his ministry, of his journey, the end of his life. He has done everything. Now he makes this statement. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Look carefully at what Paul is saying and what Paul is not saying. Listen to what he's saying and what he's not saying. First he says, I have fought a good fight. For Paul, the fight was good. I was finished. I fought a good fight. Can we call you? Can you say that your fight was good? Paul fought a good fight, a good fight, not because he felt good about the fight, but because it did not destroy him. It's not because he feels good about the fight, but because he saw himself to the other side and said, oh, I'm still alive. I've fought a good fight. If I'm still alive, it was a good fight. If I'm still here, it was a good fight. People say that whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. That's what people say. When Paul looked back at his life, he could see how the fight shaped him. His fight was not necessarily against people. He was not fighting other people. His fight was not necessarily to compete against someone else. He was not in competition with anyone. His fight was about pursuing his purpose despite opposition. He was beaten. He was hurt. He was insulted. But he saw it as a good fight because at the end of the day, he was still alive. The fight shaped him to become the man he became. He called it a good fight. The victory for him was not that he dominated someone or he conquered something, but he overcame. He overcame. How do you assess your day? How do you know that you, you, you had a good year or not? Most people cl- conclude that they had a bad year when they look back at the numbers, at the number of battles they had during the year and they call it a bad year. Because you had fights, it doesn't mean you had a bad year. The presence of fighting does not make a year bad. Victory for Paul, he called it a good fight because it did not destroy him. You are still here. I know you've lost stuff. Maybe you have lost things. But as long as you are still standing, you have fought a good fight. Then he said, I have finished the race. Paul is not claiming to win the race. He doesn't say, and I have won the race. I came first. No, he's not saying he won the race. He's saying he finished it. It was not a competition against another team or another athlete. He was proud to have finished the rest. The rest. Not to win the rest. The most important thing here was his endurance. Not his speed against someone else. Not his speed against the other runners, but that he stayed the course. Paul did not give up. 
Let other people pass. Let other people go faster. Let, maybe you saw other people succeed. Maybe you saw other people doing better. Maybe you saw other people, you say, why, why, why me, God? Why not me, God? Why not me, God? No, 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 no. The most important thing, you are still running. You are still running. That's the most important thing in this year. You are still running. Let them go fast. We have a saying in my language, it's not those who go fast who get there first. People can go fast, fast, and then one day you reach there, oh, you're still here. What happened? <laughs> and then he said, I have kept the faith. Paul realized that he still believed in God at the end of the race. He did not give up on God despite all the challenges he went through. He kept the faith. All that was happening did not shake his trust in God. So at the end of the year, you can look 12 months back and say, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Can you say that? At the end of the day, of every day, you can look 12 hours back and say, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Will you say that this evening? Will you say that at the end of this year? We should be able to say, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the, rest, the, the faith every day and every year. Finishing well does not depend on the outcome of our effort, but our attitude in the fight. Finishing well is not about how much money you got at the end, about how much success you, you, can, uh, you can assess in your situation. It's about your attitude. You're still standing, you finished well. Jesus said, each day has enough trouble of its own. So you may have gone through medical challenges this year, and maybe you are still facing them. You may still be experiencing financial hardships or relational challenges. Finishing well does not necessarily mean everything has turned out well. It simply means you are still standing, you are still trusting God, you are still fighting for your health, you are still fighting for your marriage, you are still fighting for your business, you are still fighting. It doesn't mean you have won, it means you are still running. Finishing well. So how do you finish your day well? How do you finish your year well? How do you end a season well? Always do these two things at the end of every season. Finish every day and every year with these two principles in mind. Embrace the past with forgiveness and embrace the future with hope. Simple, isn't it? Always embrace the past with forgiveness and embrace the future with hope. Remind yourself this every day, every end of the day. Embrace the 12 hours back with forgiveness and think about tomorrow with hope. At the end of every year, embrace the 12 months with forgiveness and embrace the coming year with hope. I say you should embrace the past. Why? Because don't deny it didn't happen. Don't dismiss it. Yes, it hurts. Yes, it's painful. It's happened. But embrace it with forgiveness. Sometimes we think when you look back, you have to forget it. Don't talk about it anymore. Don't even remind me of it. No, 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 no. Embrace it. 
It's your life. It's okay. You made that mistake. It's okay. So let's talk about embracing the past with forgiveness. Generally, you get at the end of each day, if you have been around for some time, you know what I'm talking about. If you are young like me, you know, if you've been around just for a few years, you will understand that at the end of each day and every year, you get there with some baggage. Some baggages of hurt and regret. Maybe not you. No, no, not my wife. No, 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 my wife is holy. Look at her. Perfect. No regret. No hurt. We get at the end of every season with hurt and regret. Hurt for the unfair things people did to us. And regret for the unfair things we did to others. When you hurt someone you love, it hurts you too. When you hurt your spouse or you hurt your child, you feel bad because you didn't want to do it. It happened. And you live with this regret. You get at the end of the day with regret, at the end of the year with regret. Why did I do that? It's painful. And other people hurt us. They said things to us. They did things to us. That it, they, it, they are painful. Some things offended us and we offended others. We all do things we end up regretting. We say things we shouldn't have said. We go places we, should have go, we shouldn't have gone. We hang out with people we should not welcome in our lives. And we reject people we should have welcomed. We do silly things. It's human. I do silly things daily. Just ask my wife. Yes. yes. At the end of your day, at the end of your year, you should be able to look back and make peace with God and make peace with yourself. And this is how you do it. Psalms 103, 10 to 11. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. 11. For as high as heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. If God does not treat you as your failures deserve and he does not punish you according to your mistake, why continue to beat yourself up for your mistakes? One of the most challenging things in life is to forgive yourself. Most people struggle to forgive themselves. Forgiving yourself does not mean excusing your faults and it does not mean ignoring your failures. Forgiving yourself is appreciating that God has forgiven you. Now it's your turn to let go. You've made mistakes. God has forgiven you. It's time for you to accept God's forgiveness for you. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. At the end of the year, Lay your failures at the feet of Jesus. It means do not carry your failures anymore. Leave them there and walk free. God has promised to forgive you. Would you accept forgiveness? You've made mistakes in this year. The last 12 months, the last 11 months, you've made mistakes. Can you forgive yourself? God has forgiven you. Can you forgive yourself? 
Not forgiving yourself is like telling God he's wrong for forgiving you. You are too bad to be forgiven. No, God doesn't see you too bad. He sees you as human. He loves you. He has forgiven you. Don't try to correct him. He didn't make a mistake to forgive you. He knew what he was doing when he forgave you. So accept forgiveness. You don't know better than God. He has forgiven you. Don't try to keep yourself under the bondage of your guilt. Oh, I've done this. I did this in February and I did this in July and I've done this again and I've did it again. I'm just a bad person. Forget about that. God has forgiven you. You are not a better judge than God. If he has forgiven you, forgive yourself. Finish the year well. God has forgiven you. Can you forgive yourself? Give all your burdens to Jesus. And after you have forgiven yourself, you accept that God has forgiven you. It's time to forgive others. Don't carry your baggages to the other year. Of course they've hurt you. Of course they did it. Of course they did it. They promised things they didn't do. It's time to forgive. Look at what the Bible says. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 26. Be angry. <laughs> The Bible is asking us to be angry. That's great. <laughs> be angry. Yes, I'm angry. Fulfilling the word of God. And do not sin. So we have permission to be angry. But do not sin. Then watch this. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Anger is an emotion. But what we do while angry is a choice. It is okay to feel angry. Anger is a response to injustice. When something wrong has been done to the society, to yourself, to someone, to your cat, to your dog, you feel angry. Because you want justice. But what you do with that anger is your choice. And that's why Paul is saying, don't sin while you are angry. And don't let the sun go down on your anger. The Bible gives us a time frame to keep anger. Can you imagine? We have a time frame. We have permission to, uh, to, to be angry in a time frame. We have up to a day to keep anger. So you look at the sun. I'm still angry. I'm still angry. I'm still angry. It's becoming oh, four, 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 five, six. Stop. Do not let seven. No, in, in summer you can go longer. The sun is longer, isn't it? The day is longer in summer. You can be angry for longer. Yes. In winter, don't. It becomes shorter. <laughs> we have a time frame to keep our anger. But what was the, the idea behind this? I don't think Paul was just looking at the day and saying, okay, they can be angry for a day. That's fine. No, he was looking at the time frame. Don't let a season... Where you were angry and, and start another season with anger. Don't let a day, don't carry anger from yesterday in the new day. And some people are like that. You carry anger for days, for weeks, for months. You're still angry. And people can't talk to you because you are angry. Everybody knows in the house. When mommy is angry, guys, don't touch the kitchen. When daddy is angry, don't touch the TV remote. God help us. <laughs> it's not an issue to be angry, but to keep it is an issue. So to finish your day, you must let your anger go. Yes, you've been mistreated. 
you have the right to be angry. Yes, your story is painful, but taking anger with you in the next day ruins you. Most people carry anger not only for days, but for years. So remember, every baggage, every baggage you carry in the next day will slow you down. Keeping anger is a decision. Sometimes people will not ask for forgiveness. People will not even apologize. But don't carry those things with you. Offense is a baggage. Don't carry the offense of yesterday in today. Don't carry the offense of last year into next year. It's up to you. If you want to finish well, it's up to you. Finishing well is deciding to forgive all the people who hurt you in the process. Matthew chapter chapter 18, 21 to 22 says, Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how many times could my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times? I tell you, not as many as seven, Jesus said to him, but 70 times times seven. Peter thought that forgiving one person seven times was too much. Jesus raised the bar 70 times seven. You know why Jesus did that? Because in the Jewish culture, seven is a number of fulfillment. So if you've done something seven times, it means you really, you've nailed it. Seven is fulfillment for them. Like if I've forgiven you seven times, I've done well. But Jesus said 70 times seven because he wanted to paint a picture in his, in his mind that don't even count. It's not that Jesus, that it doesn't mean 490 times, but it means fulfillment after fulfillment after fulfillment after fulfillment keep forgiving. Because that's what God does with us. He forgives us over and over. He doesn't count 490 He keeps forgiving us, and he says, do the same for others. So the context of the answer was infinite. It was not about counting 490. Maybe you do that. Do you have a notebook? Some people do that. They keep, you do keep, (laughs) they keep a note for what what the, the, the husband has done. And yesterday he told me, look at me. And he was, his face was not nice. And he came home late. And the husband is writing on his side. And when I came in the house, he didn't say hello to me. Why do you keep note of things people have done to you? Why? So, so, so you remember, so what? In fact, you think you are punishing them. They don't feel it. You are punishing your own heart. When you forgive them, you are releasing you. Some people offended you. They don't even know it. They've gone on with their lives. And you're still holding the grudges. And Jesus said over and over and over, forgive those who hurt you continually. So finishing well is choosing to leave all the offense of the year behind. I'm telling you, this is not going to happen to you as a gift. God is not going to forgiveness. He's not going to blow forgiveness on you. You have to make that decision. The extent to which you forgive others is the same measure God will use to forgive you. Do you need God's forgiveness? Forgive others. So after you've embraced the past with forgiveness, now embrace the future. Understand that I said embrace the past. Don't deny it didn't happen. It happened. Don't even justify what they did to you. You know, when I sit with people, I hear this a lot. I think they did this because. No, don't justify the actions. What they did was wrong, was wrong. 
you don't have to understand why they did it for you to forgive. Just forgive. Even if they don't care, just forgive. Even if they didn't intentionally, just forgive. Just forgive. And then embrace the future. You embrace the past, then you embrace the future. How do we embrace the future? Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you. This is the Lord's declaration. Plans to, for your welf welfare, not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. God has promised hope for a future to us. But we need to embrace it. We need to embrace it. Hope is fragile. Do you know that? Hope is slippery. If you find it, hold it tight. It can easily slip from your hand. Hope is fragile. It should be embraced because God says so. Not because the data or the facts are in our favor. No, because God says he has a plan for us. We trust God. The devil does whatever he can to steal our hope. Many fights we go through in life are designed to steal our positive view of the future. Let me say this again. Many troubles you go through in life, they are designed by the enemy to steal your positive view of tomorrow. The enemy's job is to, is to ensure that you see the future through the lens of despair, of chaos, of failure, of fear. Jesus came so that we can look at the future through the lens of hope and victory. Paul did not give up despite all his opposition. Not because he did not see the danger ahead of him, but because he believed God is with him. Remember the DRC team I spoke, I, I started with. They did not give up three minutes to the end because they had still hope something may happen. When you lose hope, you lose the fight. When you lose hope, you lose the fight. Hope for your business, when you lose it, you lose the business. Hope for your marriage, when you lose hope, you lose your marriage. Hope for your health, when you lose hope, you lose your health. Every time you lose hope, despite the fact, and I'm not saying we should not acknowledge the fact, I'm saying we should embrace hope. Because it's so slippery. Everything the devil does is to make us lose hope. You may be going through some tough times, but God wants you to look at the future through the lens of his word. You use the Bible to look at the future. There is hope. His plans are not for disaster. His plans are for your welfare. Lamentations chapter 3 verse 23. Because of the Lord's faithful, faithful love, we do not perish. For his mercies never end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Mercy is when you don't get the punishment you deserve. Grace is when you get the favor you don't deserve. When the Bible says mercies of God are new every morning, it means he doesn't punish you, punish you according to your sins every day. You don't get the punishment you deserve. Why did God decide to renew his mercy on us every morning? Why not every afternoon? Why not every evening? Why only every morning? In the language of the Bible, morning is when you start again. It's not necessarily at 6 a.m. Because 6 a.m. here can be 5 p.m. somewhere else. The mercies of God are new every time you decide to start again. 
Every time you have a new start, remember the mercies of God are new for you to start again. Every time you've made a mistake and you want to get it right, the mercies of God are new for you. Every time you start a new season, a new day, a new endeavor, a new business, a new idea, a new marriage, a new relationship, the mercies of God are there with you to start again. Remember the author, he's not talking about a mercy. He's not saying the mercy, one mercy of God. He's talking about the mercies of God are new every morning. There are enough mercies of God for you to look at the future with confidence. There are enough mercies of God for you to believe that you have been forgiven. There are enough mercies of God for you to understand that you have been given another chance and another chance and another chance. So look at the future with hope. Because God is not after you with a stick or a machete to destroy you. He's given you another chance. You may not deserve it, but the mercies of God have purchased it for you. You may not deserve another chance because you failed yesterday, but God's mercy has bought another chance for you. For tomorrow, you may not deserve it because you've made too so many mistakes this year. But the mercies of God have purchased other chances for you to start next year with hope. That's what finishing well means. You look at the future with hope. Have you considered embracing the mercies of God and standing again? Standing again. Have you considered accepting God's forgiveness to move forward? Have you considered stopping dwelling in the past and dreaming about the future? Socrates said, The secret of change is to focus all of your energy not on fighting the old, but on building the new. We spend so much time fighting the old. We spend so much time, so much time fighting the old us. Our mind keeps recounting our past mistakes, our bad and poor decisions, our hurts and our disappointment. We will not change anything by focusing on the old. God calls us to embrace hope for the future. So I will ask you this question. How does next year look like in your mind? How does next year look like in your mind? When you look at next year, do you see hope? Or you are afraid when you look at tomorrow do you see hope or it's uncertain have you considered accepting god's mercy god's hope for tomorrow how are you processing tomorrow in your head what are the voices speaking to you are they full of hope for the future or full of regrets about the past what are the voices you allow to speak to your mind so remember this Finishing well is to embrace the past with forgiveness and the future with hope.